Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Hey, hey, witchy people. I hope everything's going all right for you today. Things are fine for me. Um, It's the holidays, so, you know, just all the normal stress of uh the joyous period of time (laughs) um it's kind of weird you know like I always I loved Christmas um as a kid I loved it um as an adult sorry I keep having to fight back a hiccup all right I'm over it loved it as a kid loved it as an adult especially loved it once I had kids man it was the most fun and I would get them even when I was poor 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 I would get them as much as I possibly could and just you know they would be like almost up to their waist in our tiny little living room and pulled wrapping paper and stuff and I know that's excessive but when they were little especially my kids did without a lot um they didn't really know it but I knew it um so um yeah anyway now you know the oldest is 21 the middle one is 18 and the youngest is uh 15 almost 16 um, so it's just not the same, you know, like it, it it's, ah, the magic's just not there. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I cut back a little bit this year. I don't even have the tree up yet. Well, okay. Technically I put the tree up, um, because I, a couple of years ago switched over to an artificial tree, which the kids are still mad about, but, um, I did get it up last night, but I don't have the lights on it yet. No decorations, nothing like that. And today is the 19th. So Christmas is a solid six days away. Um, So I should probably get that finished. But then I I, I really think we need to... Oops. Sorry. Hit the mic. I think uh, I'm going to have to have the kids... I keep hitting the mic. Like, I'm an idiot. Okay. I'm just going to keep my hand down. Anyway, I think that... uh, I'm just going to have to have the kids uh, delay Christmas a few days this year because most of their stuff's not going to be here in time because, um, yep, I'm an idiot and I didn't order stuff in time and I'm not, I'm not leaving the house to go Christmas shopping. Like I'm just not going to do it. So anyway, um, I, uh, contributed to climate change and the evils of Amazon and, yeah, that's just how I do Christmas. Anyway, none of that's the point. The point is, um, yep, I am um not on top of my game this year. Um, but you know, I, it was a it was a rough few years for like everybody, but uh, for me in particular, my personal life, it was a rough couple years, and not this year. This year was pretty good, but the few years before, I guess it finally caught up to me. You know, um. Once you once you are living in survival mode, where every day you don't know if people are going to live or die, um, you're living in survival mode. And once that pressure is relieved, then that's when your body can be like, oh, hey, by the way, um, yeah, you put me through a lot and now you're going to pay for it. So, so yeah, it hasn't been a super, super great year, but it's not been bad either. You know, like it's just been, I've just been tired this year. So, and next year is going to be 
equally intense because next year, well, uh, next month, um, I guess in about two and a half weeks is when I am on. So like I have a, a whole like timeline of events that needs to happen in order for me to be able to move to the Netherlands in 2025. Um, and uh, the biggest part of that is going to be to get my house ready to, to sell. And since I bought the ugliest house on the street, I did a lot to it, but there's a lot that needs to get done. Like I knew that um, some of the stuff that needed to get done would be uh, later things. You know, like I didn't want to replace like all the carpet while the kids were still young enough to just destroy everything. So um, a lot of that's been put off. I want to like reno the kitchen because it's it's a really big kitchen. Like I have this huge kitchen and there is absolutely zero counter space. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think in order to get the full value for my house, which I need in order to move to the Netherlands and um, hopefully have but be able to buy a place outright or nearly outright um yeah i need the i need my house to sell for as much as possible so anyway next year is going to be a little bit intense too so um so yeah um and then you know i've just been doing the gateway tape still and it is equally amazing and utterly infuriating um because it's like I'll do, I'll do one of the tapes and I'm like, holy shit, I just figured out how to actually do out of body, like how to actually like get there. And then the next time it won't work that way. And it's, it's, uh, yep, it's infuriating, but it's also worth it. And I'm not going to stop. Um, I'm excited to see how far I can go with it. I've reached the point in that where, um, uh, I've, I, I've reached the place where it's like the bridge to other realities. I don't know. I forget what they call it. Um, but something about a bridge and, uh, definitely not about being in this reality. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, so, um, oh, Hey, somebody had answered a question on the last episode, the one that I did the gateway tapes part two, about whether or not I bought those tapes. I didn't want to make your your question or your actually technically answer um, on my question. I didn't want to make it public. But if you're listening now, you know who you are. And if you will join the Facebook group, um, that'll be the easiest way for me to contact you. And then just like tag me and let me know that you asked the question. Um, cause I have an answer for you. Um, anyway, so, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Today, uh, we are going to talk about the difference between a ritual and a spell and the circles that you would use for either and, and stuff like that. Cause it, it can be a little confusing and I know I've used some of the terminology pretty interchangeably and someone has asked for clarification. So yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll take a short break, and then we will be right back. Now, back to the show.
Okay, and we're back. So uh, the question was, I would love to hear about the difference between casting a circle for a spell or a ritual. What makes it a ritual? I'm confused on rituals. Can you clarify? Um, so yes, I will attempt to clarify. Um, and I don't blame you, blame you for your confusion because it, it can be confusing. Um, a lot of the terms and, and phrases can be used interchangeably. And I know for sure that I've done that. So if I've, if I've added to that confusion, I, I'm sorry. So, so let's just clarify. Um, so the, the first and honestly the most real answer is there is no difference. Either one is just how you prefer to do it. Usually, if you're a part of a coven or circle or even a study group, there's going to be some sort of set way that you do either. Um, but witchcraft as a whole doesn't have rules. So five different witches may do things five different ways, and any of those ways are correct. Part of being a member of a group, though, is that you agree on the right or the best way to do it. So saying that first, because uh, I don't want to give any of you the impression that I'm saying that this is the right way to do anything, because there, there's no right way. Um, let's talk first about the, the differences in circles. Um, so the, the purpose of a circle, however you do it, is uh, to shut out other forces, for one thing. So like for protection against um, other, other types of forces. Um, it can be to concentrate the energy until the circle is opened. Um, sometimes you'll hear a circle called a cauldron. And uh, I think especially in that, in that kind of terminology, you're intending to use the circle to concentrate that energy and the magic is released to the universe when you open the circle. Um, as far as I know, there's there's kind of two main types of of creating a circle. There's the kind where you're doing it in some sort of physical way, um, like you're walking in a circle, you know, generally a larger kind of circle. Um, and you may call the corners, like so at uh, the north, uh, at the points along the circle where you're at north, um, east, south, and west, you may have like um, a place where you put a candle or some crystals or, you know, something. Usually those will be sort of color coordinated for, for, that, for that corner. Um, and a lot of times, it, it, at least in what I've seen, if you're calling the corners, you're working with the elements. So you're going to call in earth, air, water, and fire. Um, you may call in other deities, you know, like I, I feel like it doesn't have to be elements there. It could be whatever it is that, that you're working on, um, like whatever is relevant. And then there's the more um, energetic type of, of circle where you're drawing it in energy and then um, you're, you're so drowning, drawing it into your body and then sort of like um, expelling it into a sphere of energetic light around you, okay? Either one is, is completely valid. Um, in my experience, the first type is usually more related to rituals. 
Um, whereas the second type may be more related to just a spell on its own. Um, or that could just be the way I've done things. So uh, yeah, definitely that little caveat. <laughs> um, I feel like usually the first type where you're like walking in a physical circle is usually done in a group type of setting. But at the same time, you know, like when I was thinking about this episode and what I would talk about, I think it would be super cool to have a group of witches and you all, you know, like maybe you hold hands or press palm to palm or whatever, and you draw that energy in and expel it so that you're creating your own individual circle of energetic light, like sphere of energetic light around yourself. And then all of them combine into one big sphere of energetic light, you know, kind of like soap bubbles combining. Um, I haven't done it like that, but I feel like that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, the purpose of a circle is to um, hold space. Um, sometimes uh, people will do it as a, as a way to hold space between the, between the worlds, between the realms. Um, so that when you create circle, you're actually entering a space that's in between our physical reality and, you know, what other, whatever other realm of existence, um, is relevant to you. <laughs> Did that clarify anything about circles? Cause, uh, I feel like it maybe didn't. And if it didn't, that's okay. Uh, ask post on the question again. And we can go into it further, like if you have more questions. Um, so the other part of the question was about rituals. Before we talk about rituals, let's talk a little bit about spells because uh, it'll be quicker and and it, it'll be relevant later. So a spell on its own is any kind of working that's intended to bring about change. Now, that change may be something that's internal, like you want to be um, more at peace with yourself about a situation. Um, the spell could be something that's completely um, external, like you want um, uh, somebody to do a specific thing. Um, it could be uh, just a manifestation, like you want to... You want to receive, um, you know, a job promotion. I think I, I use that example a lot. You want to get a job promotion, and rather than doing a spell that's going to um, be like a spell on your boss to see, to make them see your value and worth and things like that, maybe you're just going to manifest. And when you're doing a manifestation, you're you're basically putting um, a pattern out there into the universe as if this thing already exists that that's kind of always when you're working any kind of spell it always involves some level of manifestation but it may um it can be manifestation on its own without other things <laughs> I, I hope i really hope i'm not causing more confusion um usually a spell is going to have some sort of ingredient um, whether it's crystals or, um, you know, sigils, um, you know, uh, herbs, whatever, moon water, whatever it is that you, that you like to work with. Um, 
there's usually going to be some sort of ingredient or method that you're doing when you're working a spell. Um, really, I think that the main thing about a spell is when you're doing a spell, you're, you're working to bring about change. A ritual may or may not include a spell is not necessarily done to bring about change at all. Um, a lot of times it can be just as um, an honoring, you know, um, usually a ritual is going to be part of some sort of religious practice, you know, whether it's Christianity or Islam or Wicca, you know, any kind of pagan type of um, religion uh, or even just a solitary witch doing her thing, his or her thing. Um, usually it's going to include some sort of uh, deity or other spiritual being. So like ancestors or guides or whatever it is that you work with. Um, usually it's going to have like parts to it and a method. And it may include a spell or a prayer or an offering or honoring of a deity. Or it could be any other ceremony like a hand fasting, which is uh, like, a, like a pagan um, marriage ceremony, sort of. Not exactly, but... It, kind of binding two people together. So I wanted to go over a, a ritual that um, that was used in the coven that, that I used to be a part of. And um, I feel like uh, they would not be happy that I did this, but I also feel like they don't listen to this podcast and also they don't control my life, which is, um, you know, I think we Everyone who was in that coven at that time and I, we all know that they don't control my life. And that's why, why we're here, where we are today. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm going to go just over the like top level outline of, of how I've seen rituals done. Okay, so um, again, with the idea that, that rituals um, often will be done uh, as a group. Um, they can absolutely be done independently. Like, even though I'm not a part of any group or coven anymore, I do still occasionally, um, rather than only working just a spell on its own, I may still work a ritual. And usually if I do, it's because I want, uh, like, I want it to feel more solemn or maybe not solemn, but more, I want it to feel like there's more effort involved because sometimes just sitting down and lighting a candle and saying, um, I'm going to draw this this sigil real quick and then burn it on this candle and I'm done in 10 minutes. Sometimes that doesn't feel like enough, you know, like it doesn't feel witchy enough or it doesn't feel like it took enough effort. It was just too easy and it feels like um, whatever it is that, that I'm working to bring about, maybe it needs more than that. Um, so... So with all of that in mind, um, this ritual that I'm going to tell you about involved other people and things like that. Um, it, it uh, uh, all of my emotions, I'm trying not to be negative about my experience in that, in that coven anymore. Um, but I really just don't like that guy. I just don't like him and I don't have to you know, I'll probably never cross paths with him again. And, and that's perfectly fine by me. 
anyway, uh, this was his ritual. Um, I think a lot of it is, uh, it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, and it didn't even then. And I, you know, okay, let it go. Let it go. Okay. So for, for his ritual, um, there would be a lot of preparation beforehand. So things like cleansing the circle space. So like you sweep in a counterclockwise, um, circle from the center out for nine concentric circles, banishing all negativity as you go. Um, of course his rituals were outside. So, um, that was, uh, raking or mowing. Um, then he would, uh, have a fire laid out, like ready to light. Um, uh, then feasting was a part of the ritual process for after, after the ritual was done, everybody had to eat. Um, so, uh, that was part of it. And then assembling the altar tools, he had like a list of, of things that had to be put on the altar and things that we would use through the, throughout the ritual. So, um, at the beginning of the ritual, once, you know, all that preparation had been completed beforehand, then he would light the fire. Um, the altar candles would be lit and then the celebrant. So like, if you think about it, like, uh, like a, a Christian kind of thing, um, the celebrant would be like the preacher, pastor, father, you know, um, whatever like that. Um, the celebrant is the person who's like leading the ritual. So, um, he would, uh, take a minute to acknowledge that, uh, the land was taken from indigenous people before. Um, and then he would, uh, do the challenge. So he would ring the bell one time and then he would say in times gone by, you would be challenged at the point of a knife and asked who you are and how do you come? And you would have answered. And then everybody would say at the same time, I am whoever I come in perfect love and perfect trust. And then he would go around the circle and put, um, anoint each person with oil. And then we would sing a song. Uh, it was kind of more of a chanting really. And then we would do, um, he would ring the bell two times and then we would do, um, a meditation. Then he would, uh, he would address the, the attendees in the circle and state the purpose, um, or the intent. So, uh, like, um, the one, the ritual that I'm reading right now was about, um, it was autumn, the autumn ritual, whatever that was. Uh, uh, I forget the Wiccan word for that, the Wiccan wheel word for that. Anyway, um, he would ad ad address the, the attendees and say, you know, things like, um, um, we raise our cone of power to, uh, we thank the lady. We raise our cone of power to her and thanks, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's almost more like a prayer. And as you can see, the intent in that was not to affect any sort of change. It was only to, um, thank the lady, which is like the goddess, I guess. Um, and then he would ring the bell three times and say that we were parting the veil. At that point, um, he would walk around the circle space and cut the circle, um, usually using an athame, 
a person could use their fingers, but um, he had an athame that he used. Um, and then we would call in the elements. So um, usually there would be, you know, several of us there and each person was assigned to a specific element. We would all walk around the circle at the same time and sing a song or do a chant. Um, and then each person would um, charge their element, um, which would be saying, you know, like this little, this little poem, I don't know the word, <laughs> um, that would say that uh, we were calling in the corners of the circle. And then um, each person would say, another little poem at their corner and light their candle. And then, uh, then he would face the altar, um, charge the tool of spirit. So in his case, the athame, um, and then would say the, the Wiccan rune. So that's the one where it goes like darksome night and shining moon, east and south and west and north. Hearken to the witch's rune. Here and come, I call thee forth. You can Google it if you want to. I'm not going to read the whole thing now. Um, and then um, he would invoke um, he would invoke the, uh, the goddess. Um, and then he would invoke the god. And then we would invoke, he, sorry, would invoke mysterious others as desired by the celebrant. Um, then there may be a magical working. So at that point, you may have a spell. Or you may have, um, according to Helm, a sacred drama or uh, a tool making, um, etc. And then uh, the celebrant would go around and share cakes and ale Um which is really like if you were thinking about it in a Christian way, like communion, like the um, take and eat, this is the, the body of Christ, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then he would repeat the purpose and then we would do what he called the cone of power where we would do like this, this, this chant. Um, and then like gather all of our forces together and expel it at a particular point um, into a cone out into the universe. And then there might be other ritual work like a hand fasting or a memorial or a child blessing, etc. And then we would deconstruct and open the circle. So um, he would say things like, you know, mighty Lord, we thank you for your presence tonight. Um, then we would uh, go to each corner and like um, dismiss each of the elements. And then we would sing a song and then we would break down the altar tools, meaning like put everything up. And then we would feast. Um, so as you see, the ritual is more about deities coming together as a group honoring the deities, worshiping the deities, um, praying to the deities, like whatever it is that you're going to do. There may be a point in the ritual where um, a spell is done. Like, for example, I was able to lead one ritual um, and it was like 
right before I left the group. It was the last ritual that we had before um, before I left or was booted from the group for creating a podcast. Um, and in my ritual, we had a spell, which was, uh, it was a Samhain. And my spell was that we would all write down a part of our past that we were um, struggling to let go of. And then, um, like, we would have written that down ahead of time. And then um, at the spell working, we would toss it into the fire and release the energy of that event to the universe and let go of it. Um, of course, because it was the most unorganized group of people I've ever... Well, it wasn't the people who were unorganized. It was the... the um, high priest who wasn't as um organized as he should have been as a high priest he should have made sure that even though i gave everyone the ritual notes and made sure to tell them all this is what we're going to do so prepare beforehand like he didn't tell anybody hey make sure you write down something you're having trouble letting go of because it's going to be part of you know part of like the ritual this week so anyway um letting go of that negativity um, to me, I didn't like the ritual. Like it, it felt extremely Christian to me. And I even had conversations with him about it more than once about how kind of turned off I was about it. Um, to me, a ritual doesn't need to be as religious as he made it. Um, I, let me back that up. It doesn't need to be as Christian as he made it feel. Um, like there was just so much of it that it was like he was a preacher in some evangelical church. I was honestly uncomfortable with it, but anyway, I was a part of that group. So, uh, I agreed that I would, I would participate in that way. And so I did. Um, so as you see though, a ritual itself is usually more religious for me, when I work um, a ritual on my own, most of the time, I mean, I'll be honest with you, most of the time I don't go to the actual effort of of actual performing a spell even these days. Like, usually if I'm going to manifest something, I just do it. Like, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, um, okay, let me get into a meditative state. Let me get into a, a, like a trance and then I'm going to project this thought out there into the universe and and that's all there is to it. But, you know, there are times that I still feel like I need it to feel more important, more special. Um, like, I need it to feel like there was more effort put in. And I will work a spell, an actual spell. And when I need it to be even more than that, I will work a ritual. Usually what I do is just call in the, the elements. And usually, if I'm doing it by myself, I'm going to stand in the middle and then face each direction call in, you know, like face, um, North and call in, uh, who's in the North. Wow. I completely, um, forgot. Uh, I'm looking back at the ritual nose. Maybe I would face the East and I would call in air and then I would face the South and I would call in fire. Now I would face the West and I'd call in water and face North and call in earth. And then I would hold my wand, um, like point it up and call in spirit. 
usually when I'm doing it like that, I imagine like I imagine the element as a person coming towards me and they are joining me um, spiritually, you know. Um, when I do that, like that is casting a circle, but I usually would have already done the point where um, I got in, you know, I meditated and I got into a trance kind of state and, and did that energetic sphere. Um, and then if, if I'm calling in the elements, it's because like, there's something specific that I'm, I'm trying to do that I need that extra, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to work with, um, fire. So I start with the South and I call in fire first and fire is like my main buddy in that, um, in that ritual, because I want to, um, I need that, like the spell is going to be about making, um, a big change and fire is good for change, right? Like quick change. So, um, so yeah, one of the things I didn't, you know, I do have some level of respect just for myself. So I didn't read through like the evocations that we would use to, um, to call in the elements or things like that. Um, but usually there's like specific songs or chants that you use in a ritual. Um, so yeah, I, I can't really think of anything else that would, you know, really clarify what those differences are. Um, some of the times that I've used a ritual, like an actual ritual, was I did um, a cord cutting from an ex that was amazing and like was probably the most profound magic I've ever done. <laughs> um, so it was a ritual, but there was a spell involved. Um, uh, some of the, some of the one time that I did um, only a spell was uh, right before I met my boyfriend. I I did a spell that I would finally you know that find someone and that they would have these criteria, and that I would be ready and open to receiving. Um, that relationship, you know, uh, and it was only a spell, but I spent some time on it, you know, like I had it, several ingredients and I lit a bunch of candles and, you know, I did all the things and, um, all this stuff. And, and again, I have to say one of the most profound magic, magical workings I've ever done, um, because he's amazing and, oh my God, I'm just absolutely crazy about this guy. Um, and I think he's, pretty crazy about me too. Like, I, I don't think that, I don't think that anything is, is gonna, you know, I don't think either of us are going anywhere. Um, but yeah, like that's sort of the gist of it. Um, a ritual usually has a defined set of steps and rules and methods and things you say in a particular order. Um, a spell does not, may not, it may, it may not. And then the circles, um, you can cast either an energetic circle or a physical circle for either or 
both or whatever. Like, honestly, it's honestly just whatever works for you. And it doesn't matter even if you have the right, you know, definition or the right name for what it is you're doing. Just do whatever it is that makes your magic feel powerful or makes your connection to um, deities or whoever, your guides or your ancestors or whoever, do whatever it is that makes your connection to them feel meaningful. You know, and it doesn't matter what you call it. Words are just words. Um, it's, it's, it's just about like achieving the purpose that you're trying to achieve. Um, so yeah, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that didn't confuse anything more. So like really what I just said is, is there's no rules. Um, but if you're going to follow rules, you can do it this way or that way or that way or the other way, but there's no rules, but do it however you want. So yeah, I hope that answered your questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, yep. Yep. Uh, if you are in a part of the world that celebrates, um, Christmas and, and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all of the various holidays in December, I hope you have a really happy holiday season. Um, the new year's coming up shortly, very soon. Um, I already said how much I've got going on next year. Uh, so, um, you know, maybe, I sh you know, maybe I should do some manifestation and, um, maybe do some magic of my own about my coming year. Maybe you should do some magic about your coming year. Um, but yeah, you know, that's all I got for now. I do hope you have a happy holiday season though, if that's part of what you do and a very wonderful new year. And, um, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.